Hello, lab experts. Welcome to the Rock Diagnostics podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a myth. The myth that medical laboratory science is inferior to medicine. It's maybe one that you've heard in the past. I don't know how common it is in the whole world, but today we're going to talk a bit about Nigeria. Uh, in order to discuss that, we are here today with um, a medical laboratory science student, uh, Princess Chinelo Noble. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm fine too. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. I am, like you mentioned, my name is Princess Chinelo Noble. I am a medical laboratory science student of University of Nigeria, Enugu Campus, or as many will know, University of Nigeria and Suka. I enjoy singing i enjoy i'm passionate about global health advocacy research as well as um leadership in global health just threatening of the global health system in general uh how come you wanted to talk about this um all i call it myth though that medical laboratory science is inferior to medicine where did the idea come from well it's actually a very long story <laughs> i like I'll long stories it. um i applied to i applied to gain admission into school three times okay. and that was because i kept applying for medicine i kept i really really wanted to be a doctor i mean from small it was a very big dream i wanted to be a doctor um so the, um, when i was fresh out of high school i applied for um i applied for medical school right and i was rejected because my score was low the following year i studied harder I had a really, really, really high score. I was very confident that I was going to get into medical school because that was one of the criteria for getting into medical school. You need to have a really, really high score. So I, I had a really high score. I was very confident. Unfortunately, I didn't still get in. And that broke me, right? That completely shattered me, shattered my dreams. I was completely discouraged. Then um, the following year, I had to try it again. Um, a cousin who was already a doctor just told me to why don't you just try applying for something close to medicine? Maybe nursing, med lab sciences, physiotherapy. Now I had to study extensively on what I really wanted because the options were a lot, right? So I, after much study, I was really, really um, interested with med lab science. I was, I was hooked. I just loved the course. I mean, it was the next alternative to medicine for me. And then I got in. I was admitted to just one attempt. And when I got into school, you know, there was still this inferiority, inferiority mindset that I had compared to medical students. Because I, I felt I wasn't doing the main thing. I wasn't doing medicine, which was the main thing. And so therefore, I kept eyeing them. I was still feeling bad, despite the fact that I was already in med lab sciences. I badly wanted, wanted to get into medicine. But that was before I knew the good in med lab sciences, right? I didn't know the value of my course. But eventually, as time went on, as I studied, as I did my research, I found I, I found that I'm actually sitting in gold and I didn't know it. I'm actually I'm actually in the real thing, but I mm -hmm. didn't just realize it. Okay, so med lab sciences has a beauty of its own, and I've come to appreciate it in the long run. Thank you. Uh, going back a bit, the after your second attempt where you got the highest score but you weren't able to get in. Uh, what was the reasoning? Like, were you giving any reason behind that? Like, what were some of the other criteria that they were looking for back then? Do you have any idea? Well, I honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Um, these things, they have how it works. Um, getting into medical school requires beyond your score. You need to, it's really sad, but you need to know someone. You need to be connected. You need to, beyond your dreams, beyond you yeah. just wanting to be a doctor. It's a very, very competitive course, right? Nobody yeah. just gets into medicine just like that. Okay, and so even if you have 
a high score, there are other factors that may that may play a role in you not getting it. And I guess that's those those are the factors that just um came to my disadvantage. Now, one of the while you were speaking, I was thinking maybe one of the reasons that people, when they get into other fields like medical laboratory science, they think it's a bit inferior. Maybe it's just because for the longest time they were trying to get into medicine. So I'm guessing it's probably the same for, say, people who maybe wanted to get into medicine, but eventually maybe going to something like business or anything else at one point, because if it's something you have been working hard to get into your whole life, then if you're don't get into it. I guess at some point, it's almost like, okay, I wasn't able to do that. I am able to do this, but is this as good as what I wanted to do before? Maybe it's also part of the thing. Yeah. What did you like most about medical laboratory science? You said you got hooked. You started uh, looking into it. You started practicing, and then you really got interested. What it is that pushed that interest to the level it is? Okay, um, I'll start by saying I didn't initially like medical lab science. You know, like I mentioned, I saw it as an alternative to the real mm -hmm. thing, which was yeah. medicine. And now getting in, I going in with going in going through school, my first year, my second year, I met some senior colleagues who are doing really exceptional now in the field, right? And one of the factors that also made me not like mid lab science is that whenever we went for postings, whenever we went for our clinical postings at University of Nigeria Senior Hospital, uh, the lab scientists working in the lab looked very unhappy, right? They were just there to maybe just walk, um, and their money. They were just sitting around doing lab tests from eight to night. And that was really, really boring. I didn't mm -hmm. want to do that at all. I felt that if you all are just sitting here, working, looking unfulfilled, looking unhappy, I, I wouldn't want to be associated with that. So I, so many factors actually contributed. But looking forward, I saw senior colleagues that were doing really exceptional in the field. I started taking courses and I discovered one thing that made me like med lab sciences was the diversity. Med lab sciences is really, really diverse. I mean, I don't think I've seen any course that is as diverse as med lab sciences when it comes to health courses. Um, there are just so many fields you can, so many things you could do or pursue with your degree in med lab sciences. Even when we are doing um, in our classes, normally during our classes, when we are talking about microbiology, immunology, histopathology, clinical chemistry, I'm like, this is not something we can study in five years. Because if you want to go in depth and get the adequate knowledge that will build the foundation for innovation or for new things, it's not something that you do in five years. So one thing I really love about med lab science is that it's really, really diverse. Extremely yeah. diverse. You said you went to the lab and then the people you saw didn't look that happy. Like, did you try discussing with them? What were some of the reasons? Any ideas why maybe, no, you just stayed away from them? <laughs> All right. But, um, I mean, somebody was like their job, you would know. Yeah. And I can tell that from the way they were teaching, I think you, out of about 10 sciences units on each bench, three also be like very enthusiastic um, based on the way they, they interacted with us and based on the way they responded to our questions. I mean, not that they didn't respond, right? They did, but the passion just wasn't there. Yeah, it's like responding as if you are forced to, to be there. Or you can't just wait to leave. I think in some cases, yeah, the difference also sometimes in the lab. So having been on both sides, having been on the student side and having been on the side of the person who is also teaching the students what to do. In some cases, it's also that you have your job already that you're supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden, like you are seeing the students come in, right? 
and then you have to be doing both things at the same time, which technically are things that normally you should have someone focusing on one and someone focusing on the other, so that they can have all of their thoughts on that. But if you have to be working on your samples and making sure you don't make any errors and then checking everything correctly, and at the same time checking what the students are doing and every once in a while you may want to give a job to the student right to do but then you start thinking about the time that it is going that is going to take if the student makes an error because if let's say your samples have to go out the results have to go out you know that a doctor is going to be calling you to ask where his results are and you want to give it to the student but at the same time you're like if i give it to him and then he messes up then I'm the one that's going to be shouted at. So I think it's kind of a mixture also. I think that's one thing that we also need to look into, making sure that when students come to the laboratory, there's a set of people that is there to be able to take care of them from beginning to end. Because when you want everybody to be doing the same job, then eventually they get to a stage where they become a bit unhappy because they feel like there's this extra work that has just come around and they still have the same number of hours in the day. I still paid exactly the same and then everything becomes just more complicated but then sometimes of course you get those people who are i, I saw it yeah i saw it from that angle too and i think another problem could be that they were overworked right mm -hmm. i think there's a limit to the particular samples they are supposed to work with in a day or in a particular hour or at least in a ship yeah but you see them working sometimes three four times that amount mm -hmm. and you know this um tiredness fatigue can have affect their efficiency as yeah. they go on they may just start being inaccurate and really frustrated so i really i i don't blame them honestly yeah I because just, you, i just blame the system yeah you can't really control the number of samples you get now, i don't know whether you've ever had that situation where sometimes you're at the laboratory you're on a day maybe it's a bit slow you don't get that many samples but at the end of the day you're still you still feel tired so i've always felt like that had to do a lot with the amount of um, cortisol and the amount of stress that's in the job because you never know when the samples are going to come you never know exactly what's going to happen so think about it this way you have that already on a day where let's say there isn't that much and then plus the extra work in some cases and so in some situations you have people that really really want to go on vacation but they can't because there's always work and sometimes maybe when you distress maybe a weekend or maybe a holiday on that day you're at the lab also so the regulation the regulation is yeah. regulating that it can be complex can be a bit complex but then you said you saw also some people who were very who were excelling at their jobs what was the difference between those groups like what were they doing that made you think okay these they're really doing well everything is going fine for them um, um yeah i've said those ones they went the extra mile right the beyond teaching us they genuinely genuinely wanted to see things that we learned mm -hmm. and they, they were just doing their best they were they were just doing all the code. Yeah. Right? They were drilling us questions. They would use other learning forms. They would recommend books or videos to watch. They would mm -hmm. recommend practicing at home. Things like that. Yeah. Just when you have tutors, like you know, real tutors. That was just the difference between those. And I'll say those ones. <laughs> obviously, they do. They do love their jobs. I don't know if it's just beyond loving their jobs. Um, some people just have this passion. Passion mm -hmm. differs, right? Yeah. Passion for different things differs. You may see someone who is really good at music, loves singing, and you see someone who absolutely hates the, the, the act of singing, not because they can't do it, but because they don't like it. So passion really differs. Yeah. It depends on our interests, depends on our, um, our just mm -hmm. what, what you love doing would differ from what someone else loves doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they, they had, really had passion for the course.
So I think going back to our depend on their personality. Yeah, exactly. Also depends on the personality, like you said. Now going back to our topic of um, different uh, medical laboratory science and why well, it's a good study field. One thing also about medical laboratory science is maybe one of the things also is that it's not very well known. Like, did you know about medical laboratory science before? You said it's a cousin that talked to you about it. Like, did you did you know really about medical laboratory science? Have you heard about it before the idea was floated to you that it could be a good alternative to medicine or you didn't know about it before then? Um, No, I, I didn't. Throughout my high school growing up, all I had in mind was medicine. I never heard. I mean, I knew. I classified them all as doctors. You know, I had doctors and nurses. So mm-hmm. anybody wearing lab coat was a doctor. So I didn't know that they were just, they were, there was med lab science as a field different and whenever we are going to the hospital to perform tests as a child my mom would tell me we are going to see a doctor so if there are many lab sciences i wouldn't have known you were still a doctor to me yeah and it was when i finished high school and when i was searching for alternative to medicine when i was rejected two times that's when i knew that oh oh med lab sciences i've heard of it why not it different? yeah so it's a bit different because I think that's one thing also. People don't necessarily know what it is really. And maybe that's one of the reasons also why yeah. when people get into medical laboratory science later, they kind of think of it as inferior because it's not as well known. There's not that prestige of being called a doctor because being, it's something like you've seen it in movies. We've seen it kind of all over in society. Our parents uh, maybe wants us to become doctors. You don't hear a parent saying, I want you to become a medical laboratory scientist. So I think at that stage also, I mean, it's since we were little, it's something we kind of grow with. And then when we get bigger, it can be hard to, to get out of in a sense. According to you, what would be some ways of ensuring that that doesn't keep going on? How could we give medical laboratory science more, let's say, standing? That's a very good question. Um, recently, there is a program going on at my school, and it's an organization called MedLab Convo. It was founded mm-hmm. by a student. He was a student when he founded the organization. And yeah. so we have a branch at my school, and... What we do, we go to schools around us. Just we're just going there to go and talk about med lab science, right? Mm-hmm. We're not we're just going to discuss any other course. Yeah. <laughs> just go there, educate the students, high school students, sometimes mm-hmm. primary school students about a course called med lab science. And mm-hmm. I think that's the only way. And also, um, these schools, these schools, when they are teaching their students, they ought to give them this broad option. I mean, when you talk about health. All you think about is a medicine, nursing, even physiotherapy. They don't mention those ones. Just Schools have to imbibe it in their curriculum to ensure that they, they lay out these options for their students. And then it's also up to us as med lab scientists yeah. to also teach the students, teach these children um, in their high school, secondary school about this course. Because they are the future. I mean, if if we stop here, we all grow old and there is nobody to take over from where we stop. So we need to teach them. We need to transfer to the next generation what this course is about and um, make it interesting. So I think so, what MedLab Convo is doing is just perfect. If we have more organizations come up to take up that, take up that um, responsibility of, of teaching high school students, of teaching primary school students, Mm-hmm. about med lab science as a course before they leave school many of them would definitely definitely see it as an option have you been able to sort of measure how much that works like maybe has that been able to increase the number of students that eventually apply for your medical laboratory science programs i'm measuring how that works truth is people always apply to med lab sciences it's not what their intentions are that i don't know for me, that came in because I didn't get medicine. In my school, every year, we have a large number of people applying for med lab science. A okay. whole lot. Some even can't be, can't be taken in. 
you know so mm. people always apply the truth is what are their intentions many of them just want to get their degrees and go ahead and do whatever they want to do with their lives and they don't really want to practice but however yeah. this this teaching schools teaching the younger generation teaching high school students would not just increase the number of those applying it's to increase the number of those who are going to practice it's to increase the number of those who are going to be the future of the profession because applying is one thing coming out of school and being ready to um, apply all that you've been taught is another thing people who apply a lot a whole lot but how many are retained in the profession when they finish school so this this method of, of teaching younger generation high school students and primary school students would may not influence those applying but it definitely influence those that will be retained in the profession those who will stay here and move the profession forward so let me push back a little bit here well, i'm not really push back but uh take it in a slightly different direction so yes people are applying but what i'm wondering so same thing here same thing in benin republic lots of people apply to medical laboratory science uh, universities sometimes don't have correct quotas in the sense that when people finish the amount the supply of people that want to do the jobs is higher than the amount of jobs that they can actually get and so in reality you have people that may want to work within the field but they don't necessarily have the amounts of jobs available in order to be able to work within the field or sometimes they finish and then that's when they start realizing what medical laboratory science is really about, because maybe before then they were not like in a lab proper, or maybe they were in a lab, but maybe they were treated as interns. It's not necessarily the same level of work. It's not necessarily the same level of responsibility they are given when you're a medical laboratory scientist, as opposed to when you're an intern. And maybe you have to come uh, on holidays, you have to come during vacations, you have to come uh, on weekends, and you have the night shifts, you have day shifts. Some people, they don't necessarily realize what it is about until they get in the field. And they don't necessarily realize the, the routine aspect of it. Yes, you get different kinds of samples, different kinds of patients, but what you are doing, the way you do the test, aside from when you have problems and then you have to troubleshoot, there's a similarity to it. And people don't necessarily get that until they're in the job. And then after a while, they start saying that they are, how I put it, that they are getting bored. So maybe one thing we should also try and do is, but I think in Nigeria, at least there is, well, the only, you have that program where you have to spend a year in a lab, but the only thing is that is usually after you're done with your degree, right? Okay, you're talking about um, realizing the value in the profession when you eventually, when you're done. Mm -hmm. um, I myself wouldn't have realized the value in the profession, mentorship enough for senior colleagues I look up to and who are already breaking ground in the profession, who I look up to and I see, oh my goodness, I can actually do something good with this profession. So this is where our mentorship comes to place, right? When we are in school as undergraduates, senior scientists, those already in the system, those who are already thriving, should ensure that we're not just, we're not just um, working, you're not just um, breaking ground and then nobody's following you right Behind. We need to be mentorship plays a role. I mean, as an undergraduate, we need mentors. We need mentors who are already in the system. We need mentors already on the bench. We need mentors already working. We need mentors in public health. We need mentors in business. Because as diverse as many we may have difficulty navigating through each of these um, aspects. You don't have somebody mentoring you. So when you leave school and you see that I didn't make most of this profession, definitely you won't be happy. But it's not too late to start. It's not too late to um, start to unlearn and start to relearn all that you need to know. Because being, being stuck somewhere where you're not able to fully use 
your gifts or where you're not able to fully use your knowledge, being able to use fully use your, your thinking or be able to be able to um, innovate is one of the most frustrating things you can do, right? So when you know when you realize that you missed out on the, the juicy part of the question. It's too late to start. If you're still an graduate and you're yet to finish school, good and fine. Find those you can follow. Find those who are working around the profession. Follow them. If possible, get them to mentor you. It's not so easy to ask someone to mentor you, but you can start reading, reading widely about this course, about the different aspects. Find the niche, niche down, and then find a mentor. If you're done with school, it's not too late to start to unlearn. I mean, online relearning is one of is one is one vital skill for you to learn. It's a very very important life skill. So you need to unlearn what you have, what you knew, and relearn and put into the system again. I don't think it's ever late for anybody. Yeah, yeah. I was saying so. Yeah, that's very true. At some point, you need to be able to assess yourself and then figure out what exactly is happening within your yourself within your career. And if, if things are not going the right way, then that means you need to change something in every case. And it doesn't hurt to try because at least you are you keep moving forward. Now, you've talked a couple in a couple of different um, places about seeing some of your seniors breaking ground within the field, and that inspired you to take it a lot more seriously. What are some of the ways that you saw that inspired you? Let's say for anyone that's watching that would like to uh, know the directions that they could go in. What did you see that really inspired you to get more uh, interested in the field? Or what were some of those ways that they were breaking ground? Okay. So I was saying that you were asking mm-hmm. how my colleagues, my senior colleagues, what grounds they broke, right? Yeah. Because I was saying some of them were involved in writing research papers, you know, the the collaborated with other med lab science students in different schools to research and find solutions to the public health issues we have in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Some of them niche down to business. So I have I have a senior colleague right now who is more like <laughs> we call him a business scientist. He's just he imports um, laboratory materials and he supplies. It's okay. just his niche. And the good thing is so many other of my colleagues that want to go into the business world are looking at him and he's doing well. I have another one who has entered into the who has entered into the public health niche who has she just she's just basically involved in, with the United Nations with sustainable development goals and she's She's um, carrying out outreaches. She has an NGO. These people, once I surround myself with them, all I want to do is do things. All I want to do is um, innovate. All I want to do is break ground. All I want to. So when these people are able to mentor us, people like us undergraduates, and mm-hmm. we have them around, a lot of them around. So if you look at your circle, if you look at your school, even if they are not in your school, I have a lot of mentors in other schools who are also breaking ground in the medical science profession. Yeah. Yeah, that's extremely ample. Like people always tend to say, look at the, you're the average of the people that's around you, right? So if you include yourself in a group with people that have a higher average of things that they do than what you do, of course, eventually you are going to be following them. You are going to be heading into their footsteps. And mentors, also very important because mentors, aside from a mentor is really going to be helpful in the sense that they'll help you not fall into the same traps that they fell in as they were growing up. And so things become a lot easier for you. So one thing that I've always liked is being able to get in contact with people that allow me to not make the same mistakes as others have in the past. So I can kind of go faster rather than doing the same thing over and over. That maybe uh, fall into the same traps, getting this into the same problems that have, have already been solved in the past. So it's a very good mentality to have, especially for us as medical laboratory scientists to always try and figure out 
And one thing that's nice is that there's always someone around you. Like no matter how small your lab is, there's always that colleague, there's always that senior, there's always that person that's trying to do things well and that's always striving to be better. Usually those are the people you have to follow. And as you keep going, you're, you are, of course, going to get better. So tell us, uh, would you have any final words for anyone looking at this podcast as far as um, medical laboratory science and why they shouldn't think of it as less than any other field? My last advice to anybody watching this podcast now, um, to thrive as a lab scientist, to really do well in this profession, you need to you need to look beyond bench science. You need to look beyond um, just if, as early as possible, try to look beyond just working on the bench. You see, med lab sciences is just too diverse for that. Med lab sciences is the crossroad between health, between tech, between any any niche you find yourself in the corporate world, you can do it in med lab science. So just look beyond the bench, if possible, pick up the skills you need and to live above as to live above an average med lab scientist. Think outside the box. Feel free to innovate, right? Just try as much as possible to look towards any form of self-development that you can and innovate. Just look beyond the bench yeah. and you get the best out of this. So lab experts, you heard it here today. Look beyond the bench and you'll get the best out of the medical laboratory science profession. Whether it's looking into specialties that you could get into like um, parasitology, virology, or it's looking into other fields, adjacent fields that you could go into like uh, medical biomedical engineering or mm. whether it's public health, um, a couple of different fields are fields that... Exactly. Um, consultancy yeah, yeah and when it comes to research so for medical laboratory science you can get into biological research and then from biological research there's an even larger variety of things you can get into so it's a very wide field it's not necessarily that you have to be behind the bench in order to be able to do the work you could even be in the area of advocacy so we need a lot of that these days and so think try to think a bit beyond what it is that you had as far as your in your mindset as far as what medical laboratory science is try to look uh, like I said a bit earlier at different mentors different people in your fields and then try to see the directions in which they went and probably that's going to give you some excellent ideas for where your career could go in the future so thanks a lot for being here with us today thanks a lot for sharing all your perspective with us princess how could people get in contact with you if they want to thank you very much for having me you can just check me out on linkedin my name is princess chinelo noble on linkedin and right. um if you want to connect i'm open to connect you can send me a dm if necessary and i'll be always available to respond. all right thanks a lot for being here with us today and hopefully we'll have you again very soon to talk more med lab i'll be glad to, glad to. and i hope that all right i'll, all I'll right. come again soon all right